Welcome to 32 Manias of Mike. Uh, this is a little pet project I've been doing in preparation for WrestleMania 33 this year. Uh, my goal is to do to give you guys 32 WrestleMania reviews in 32 days. Right now, I am on WrestleMania 2, so that's a solid start. Um, WrestleMania 2 was a little different. Um, I think WWE might have stretched themselves a little thin on this one. As If you don't know, WrestleMania 2 took place from three separate locations. Uh, New York City. Not New York City. Really Long Island. But still, close-ish. Um, Chicago. Not really Chicago. It was in Rosemont, Illinois, but close enough to Chicago. It was basically, you know, where the Bulls play. And L.A., which was actually in L.A. At least I think so. Um, yeah, it was actually in L.A. It was at the sports arena. And it was weird. Um, basically, they had three separate main events. Uh, three separate main events for each different venue. Uh, and... I think the part of this that really gets me is we had three separate announced teams. Uh, ordinarily, not necessarily a bad thing. We've done that before with Raw, SmackDown, and ECW. But each, each, um, I, I can't get into this without talking about the announcing teams first because in New York you had Vince McMahon. Um, you know, not not the greatest play-by-play color commentator guy in the world, but Vince is very good at what he does. He gets stories across. He knows what he's doing. He was paired up with Susan St. James. Uh, if you don't know who Susan St. James is, congratulations, you were not born in the 80s. Then again, I was born in the 80s and had to be reminded who Susan St. James was. Uh, there was this show, Kate and Allie, and she played Kate. Um, not the greatest in the world. Uh, she reminded me her voice of um, Caroline Ray from Back to the Future because she kept saying, oh, George, a whole lot. And there were two matches in a row where she said, oh, George, a whole lot. And it just reminded me of George McFly. That's pretty much all I have to say about Susan St. James. Uh, for Chicago, <laughs> it was a little different. Uh, Chicago was, I believe, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. And Kathy Lee Crosby. Oh, and Gorilla Monsoon. And Gorilla Monsoon. Almost forgot about Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, Kathy Lee Crosby provided next to nothing for for the for the whole for the entirety of the Chicago portion of the show. I don't remember anything she said. Uh, I don't remember anything she did. I even tried to look her up on IMDb, and the closest I could find was that she was on McMillan and Sons. No idea who she is. Uh, please, if you know who she is, uh, leave it in the YouTube comments or hit me up at MadMike4883. Because I don't know. I have no idea why she was there. Maybe they just couldn't get Kathy Lee Gifford. Who knows? However, LA was fantastic commentary team. He had Jesse the Body Ventura, Lord Alfred Hayes, and a huge surprise. Elvira. Yes. That Elvira. Um, now, I, 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 full disclosure, a couple weeks ago, I listened to a Nerdist podcast with Elvira on it, and I found out that she had a lot of background in, like, improv and stuff like that. 
So it really shouldn't shock me that she was good on this, but she was really damn good for a celebrity getting thrust into color commentary on wrestling. There have been a lot of failures in that market. Elvira actually did really good. And I think it made me enjoy the LA portion of this a heck of a lot more than the New York and the Chicago portions. But uh, so let's, let's get to each of those. Now I, I don't know how this would have worked for like the uh, the the fans in the arena because New York got four matches. They got Paul Orndorff and Don Morocco uh, going against each other, and they fought to a countout. Not the hottest start to a WrestleMania, but it had two WrestleMania firsts in one match. The first WrestleMania first is someone going from the main event of a previous WrestleMania, that would be Paul Orndorff, to the curtain jerker of the following WrestleMania. There are many people who do this in the future, and we'll have to list them all by the time I get to WrestleMania 32. And it, it's going to be quite a list, I think, because I think Bret Hart did it. I think Chris Jericho did it. That might be the only regret. Maybe Daniel Bryan, too. I'm not positive. I'm not entirely positive on that, but I know Bret Hart and Chris Jericho did that, uh, definitely. And it also got the first ever bullshit chant at a WrestleMania. Thanks, Long Island. Thank you very much. You stay classy. Then again, you just saw a match ended a double countout. I don't necessarily blame you, considering you only get three matches, and then you have to watch the rest of the show on closed circuit TV. Not the best, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, so then we have Randy Savage, the Macho Man. Randy said, oh, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me." The Macho Man, Randy Savage, yeah, the Intercontinental Champion, yeah. Um, he was with Miss Elizabeth, as as he's wont to be, and he beat up George Animal Steel. Oh, uh, it was an okay match. It was, it was fine. That's where we got a lot of. Oh, come on, George. That's where we got a lot of that because she really liked George Animal Steel. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's very standard Macho Man match. A very standard George Steel match, actually. Um. But yeah, Savage uh, beat um, George Animal Steel by putting his feet on the ropes. So, you know, Macho Man's a heel, obviously. Uh, then we got Jake the Snake Roberts, his WrestleMania debut, going against George Wells. And George Wells, don't really know too much about him. He, uh, It was a weird squash match. It was George Wells dominated for three quarters of the match, and Jake just hit a DDT, and that was all she wrote. But the main event from the Nassau Coliseum, was a boxing match. Mr. T with Joe with Smoking Joe Frazier and the Haiti Kid in his corner defeated Rowdy Rowdy Piper uh, via disqualification. New York, you kind of got the short shrift on this one. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, not the best way to start this WrestleMania. I'm not going to Like, Mr. T and Rowdy Piper, very entertaining. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. The... Rowdy Rowdy Piper was just on another level at this point, you guys. And I do want to point out, he that he did say that he would never shave his head and he would never paint his face black. We'll see if he lives up to that WrestleMania promise. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a later episode. But uh, yeah, it, it was a fun couple of rounds of boxing and then 
Roddy Piper pushed a referee down, slammed Mr. T. You've all seen the highlight reels. You know how that you know how that goes. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was a spectacle. It was definitely a spectacle. I'll give it that much. Um, so then we go to Chicago, and <laughs> in probably one of the most interesting matches I've seen, uh, at least or this early on in WWE. Uh, Fabulous Moolah, the WWF Women's Champion, went up against Velvet McIntyre. Now, this match, I think, was cut incredibly short. For one very specific reason, I'm pretty sure, yet another WrestleMania first, we had our first wardrobe malfunction. I'm just about positive that Velvet McIntyre went for a splash off the top rope, and her boobs popped out. And Moolah just rolled her up really quickly. The match was a minute and 25 seconds. I'm pretty sure that's not how that was supposed to go down. I'm guessing. It's it's an educated guess. But I mean, and it was a shame because the, the stuff that was happening before was actually pretty decent. I really, really dug what they were doing with it. And I think it something definitely happened. Something definitely happened with it. And I'm pretty sure it was cut short. Uh, the next match, we had Corporal Kirchner, uh, an American hero, going against Nikolai Volkov. And this can't be said enough. Nikolai Volkov has a lovely singing voice. He does. He absolutely does. Uh, it was a flag match. And another very quick match, Corporal Kircher won because USA, obviously. Uh, then we had what I thought was the main event for Chicago, but I was actually mistaken. We had a WWF versus NFL 20-man battle royal. And, I, I mean, the big story here was that William the Refrigerator Perry was in it. He's, like, one of the big stars of the NFL at this point. And he eliminated Big John Stud by doing the classic after you're eliminated, pull someone else over the top rope. And, um, oh, by the way, Andre the Giant was in this battle royal. So, spoiler alert, Andre the Giant won the battle royal because Andre the Giant, I'm pretty sure, couldn't be thrown over the top rope. Pretty sure that's why he won so many battle royals. I could be wrong, but uh, the last person he eliminated was Bret Hart. So uh, WrestleMania debut for Bret Hart in uh, WrestleMania 2. Good for you, Bret. Uh, by the way, Bret gave this match a 4 out of 10, just so we're all clear. Uh, the real May event of Chicago was actually a super fun match. Um, it was the British Bulldogs versus the dream team of Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake for the Tag Team Championships. And, oh, man. Young Davy Boy Smith, damn man, it's you can't get too much better than that. They had Ozzy Osbourne and Captain Lou in their corner. Uh, yeah, the Bulldogs uh, they won the titles. It was really great. Uh, yeah, it was really really a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. Definitely, I highly recommend that match. Uh, Chicago got a pretty pretty decent four match card, I think. Um, so then we moved to L.A. And I'm I going to be honest, L.A. did not start off well. Uh, the first match we had was Ricky Steamboat versus Hercules Hernandez. Ooh, I, I love Ricky Steamboat, but this just... There was no heat behind it, unlike his match in the, uh, the first WrestleMania. Like, uh, Ricky Steamboat won easily. Uh, but yeah, it was... It, it didn't really pull me in. It really didn't. Uh... The next match got a little bit better, mainly because of the commentary, I think. Uh, adorable Adrian Adonis with Jimmy Hart defeated Uncle Elmer. 
Um, if you don't know who Uncle Elmer is, he's a big old farmer guy. Uh, and Adrian Adonis, uh, had fun, had fun with it. You could tell, you could definitely tell he was enjoying himself. Another short match. Most of these matches are very short, except for the big main events. Um, but this next match, holy crap, this is where we jumped up several notches. We had the Funk Brothers, Terry Funk and Hoss Funk, aka Dory Funk Sr., uh, with Jimmy Hart going against the Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. And this gives us yet another WrestleMania first, y'all. Tito Santana puts Terry Funk through a table. Granted, he did not go through the table because that's not how tables were designed back then, at least for wrestling arenas. But Terry Funk definitely took a table bump. So, I mean, Terry Funk, I don't think he gets another WrestleMania match until, like, WrestleMania 14. So, yeah, it was really good to see Terry Funk. because I think he goes back to NWA after after WrestleMania 2. I don't think he's at Mania 3. And finally, the main event. You know who it is. It's it's Hulk Hogan, brother. He's going up against the walking condominium, King Kong Bundy. Um, this was really fun. I have historically not been a huge fan of Hulk Hogan. Uh, I was more of a Macho Man guy growing up myself. But I'll be damned. Second main of second Mania main event in a row. Second match I've really, really enjoyed from Hogan. Really, really enjoyed. Um, they they showed the whole angle where Bundy, you know, attacked Hogan, ruined his ribs with a bunch of avalanches, and they showed this really good, uh, really good promo from Bobby Heenan. First of all, to to uh, promote that Bundy's going to be the next champion. Um, but really, really fun promo of home of Hulk Hogan working out and trying to, you know, fix his ribs and everything. And, God, the match was super fun. Like, uh, it wasn't your typical Hulk Hogan body slam leg drop one, two, three, which I think that's what I liked about it because in the the coming years, we're going to get a lot of those. Uh, But, yeah, just really, really fun match. And this was the first time they brought in the big blue cage and that's because of King Kong Bundy. They wanted to reinforce the cage. And uh, King Kong Bundy bled from the cage, which was great. Uh, Hogan did like a power slam to him, which was really, really cool looking. Like, it, it looked great. Uh, huge fan of it. And, you know, it was just it was just a really fun finish. And like I said, uh, the commentary team for LA was fantastic. I got to give them all the credit in the world. It was really a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. Again, I didn't think I liked WrestleMania 2. But I'd have to give it like a solid 7. A solid 7. The the undercard, slightly underwhelming. But I think that's because they did the three venues. Uh, I think if this was all in one show, they wouldn't have had 12 matches. I think they would have let some of them stretch out a little bit longer. I think we would have had some better finishes too. But... I don't know if I'd like to be a fan going to any of these events because I'd imagine tickets still weren't cheap back then. And you have to watch two thirds of the show on a, on a big screen. Grant, they kept cutting back and forth to different locales to, you know, talk to some of the wrestlers, talk to some of the announcers and that's all well and good, but you're still watching the screen. And the, it wasn't like now where they have giant jumbotrons where you can do anything or you can watch from the network. Uh, you you basically had you you did what you could, 
Uh, but yeah, overall, I'd say WrestleMania 2 was pretty decent. I'm glad they didn't stick to the three-venue format. Um, but yeah, really fun to watch, and I'm, I'm surprised about it once again. So uh, yeah, we're moving on to WrestleMania 3. Um, for for those of you who want to get in touch with me about WrestleMania 2, if there's something you think I missed, if you if there's something if you want to tell me who the fuck Kathy Lee Crosby is, please let me know because I have no idea. I tried looking, I, I I came up with nothing. Uh, but yeah, hit me up at Mad Mike four eight eight three. Hit me up on the Facebook if you like the uh if you like the thirty two manias of Mike, and uh yeah, so uh we'll see you in the Pontiac Silverdome. Uh, so for Mad Mike, keeping it mania.